Wittig is an intuitive healer and a mentor to those on the just beginning a spiritual path. The founder of the Heartlight Wise Women's Circle, an award-winning novelist. She enjoys combining her healing skills and her story skills to help her clients reveal the stories that no longer serve them in mind, body, or spirit. As healing happens, new stories are discovered, enhancing and supporting the transformation into a healthier, more joyful, heart-centered life. There's the same journey, Lauren. This is the same journey Lauren took to help and heart-centered purpose. It brings her great joy to be able to assist others on journeys to joy. I'm your host, Jason Medlock, and you are listening to the Expansion of Consciousness. And thank you for being with us tonight. Lauren is an outstanding healer. She's a spiritual coach. Uh, she does a lot of special things um, with curiosity, uh, recipe for uh, a powerful transformation, uh, healing stories that can help transform your life. I'm excited about this guest and another long list of guests that have come on this show that have shared information so that we can help heal uh, physical, mental, uh, anything that you may be going through, improving your mindset, uh, just a plethora of material, content, and professionals that understand what you need. Without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on Lauren. Hey there, Lauren, how are hey, you? Hey. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you on. I know that uh, you're going to probably pay me some money on the side for doing that bio, do, doing your intro for you. So. <laughs> you did it well. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do my best, but no. You've uh, already got the vibration so high. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, my heart's just open. And I'm wow. Happy. <laughs> I, you know what? In practicing keeping your vibration high for me, and I learned with my spiritual coach, starts with thinking of myself as light, love, and sound. Mm -hmm. Mentally, all day long. Mm -hmm. And the burning, bright, bright, bright light in me that emanates outside of my body and outside of the car and into the neighborhood and into the city and all across the country. I visualize that quite often, and I learned that uh, some time ago. Yeah, I, I do. I don't do it quite as consciously as you do, but I'm very aware that my light is why I'm here. Wow. It's, it's, I'm here to spread the light. So, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So um, there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm ready. I'm here for it. Um, I know that you work with women. Uh, you're a healer. Uh, you're a spiritual coach. One of the things that attracted me about reading about you and your your profile when I was, you know, uh, asking you to come on the show was stories mm -hmm. and yeah. the, the 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 relationship with telling stories and healing work. Why are they so important, Lauren? Telling stories uh, in adjacent to healing work. It's for one thing. If you go back, I okay. I have to preface this with that. I have a cultural anthropology degree, so I love to look into culture. We evolved as beings that told stories. That's how we passed on our knowledge. It's how we passed on our history and our lineage. It's how we um, taught children to remember, you know, where the good things to eat were and the snakes that were going to hurt you were. You tell stories about them. So our brains are literally wired to learn through stories. Yes. Wow. And we're really good at telling ourselves stories about what our experience is. It's often subconscious but you'll catch yourself telling the same story over and over again to your friends or your family or new people. And those stories are shaping your experience of the world. Mm. 
So if they're good stories, keep telling them, <laughs> you know, but if for me, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. So most of my stories sort of centered around me being a victim of, of, you know, how I grew up and the people I grew up with. And that really made me feel um, unworthy a lot. It made me feel it, it, I had no power of my own. I couldn't be myself because what if I did something that was weird and wonderful, but like I do now, and they didn't love me anymore. You know, those kinds of things came out of those stories of me being a victim of others. And I didn't know that's what I was doing. But once I was able to flip that story, and one of my favorite phrases is not, why is this happening to me, which is putting me in the victim state. It's what is in this for me, which puts me in a place of power. It's my personal power to get curious, to explore, and to create a new story based on what I've learned. So stories are, are innate to human beings. We tell them to ourselves. We, we love them. I mean, we have television, we have podcasts, we have movies, we have, my family loves to sit around a table when we're all on, you know, the, the, all the brothers on my, on my husband's side are together and all the kids and grandchildren and tell family stories over and over again. We know them, we've told them for years, but we like to hear them because it connects us to the past and the people that aren't with us anymore. So stories are super important to who we are as human beings. You know, and I look at stories and I hear you explain that so eloquently. And I almost look at stories as a something like affirmation mm -hmm. uh, or there's something that I was doing in my book club. I had a book club last year for other ladies and we did four quarters, first, second, third quarter. The fourth quarter, we started scripting. We started writing stories mm -hmm. as if they already happened. Yes. And it yes. was and I picked it up from a young lady named Linda Stiluti. She's a healer, she's a hypnotist, and she came on the show season two. And she was talking about scripting and how she, with her clients, they always script it every week as a part of the exercise. Mm -hmm. But when I hear you talk about storytelling, that's what caught my attention real quick. I'm like, you know, I know that these spiritual modalities that we use for clients or that we've used on ourselves that have worked so well, but there are a number of different techniques that sort of do the same thing. It's about what resonates with the particular person. Mm -hmm. When I heard that, Lauren, I'm like, yeah. oh, that reminds me of scripting. We actually wrote yeah. out the story as if we it happened. Yes. And on top of that, we manifested behind that. Right. That's very powerful. Yes. And it's um it's something that I don't I don't think I really thought about until recently. And I've heard a couple of people talk about not calling it scripting necessarily, but writing it as if it happened that way or is as if it had already happened in the way that you want it to. And it's super powerful. Words, I mean, you think about magicians and, and, and witches, they have spells, right? Mm -hmm. Those are words. They're words that have power. All words have power. All and words have power. Said, and let's use them. Exactly. To, to manifest Speaking of power. Speaking okay. of power. Yeah. You are an energy healer also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm wondering, because I'm an energy healer, I use galactic energy healing. Uh, mm -hmm. my, my teacher was Chloe Moores with, sun, uh, with uh, Magenta Sun Healing. So she taught me level one, level two, level three. And she's a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. But intuitive energy healing, how... How, do, how is that used and how can you use it to manage chronic pain or closed meridians or, you know, you know what do you use it for mainly? 
Um, pain is, is usually the thing that brings people to me. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't pay attention to what your body's trying to let you know is a problem, it just gets louder and louder. And that loudness is pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my experience is that's always been some sort of trauma or, or old story that doesn't support you anymore. Beliefs that don't, don't support you anymore, which are stories. Um, but it's also, um, it's also just stuck energy. So when I say I'm an intuitive, uh, healer, I literally, I, I am such an intuitive person. I have a hard time thinking in, in straight lines. So I, I literally, um, I use my hands and I often will like hold my palms up like this when I'm talking about this, because I can feel energy in the palms of my hands. It's kind of like, you know, um, satellite dishes. And I literally will move my hand over the person and I can do it if they're here in my office with me, or I can do it at a distance over zoom. For, for example, I do, that's how I do most of my work, but I can feel, I literally feel it as a physical experience, the energy, and I can tell where it's blocked, where it's maybe not moving so well, or it feels stuck. Um, and then I start to get information and I know you channel spirits and angels and that kind of stuff too, as I do, but I'll get information sometimes from that energy itself where I'll get a vision, a picture in my head. Yes. <laughs> or um, I, I famously get um, lyrics to songs I haven't sung in or heard in decades. Every wow. time I may not understand those images or those why I'm getting those lyrics, but I, I tell the, the client about it. And together we sort of put it together. Almost always they go, oh, I know exactly what that's about. And then we talk about that story. They tell me the story of whatever is triggered by me finding that, that block. And then as they're talking, I'm helping the energy to move. I often will, it's like I'm pulling goop out of them. You know, it's, it's this sort of thick tarry kind of energy and I'm helping them release the, the power of that old story as they're telling it to me. Wow. And um, you mentioned channeling and I'm glad you made that distinction because channeling spirits and angels, yes, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. But the distinction you made was I often get pictures, I often get images. Yeah. I don't hear voices and I'm not channeling directly. There are people that can do that. My, I, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> they can do that. And that's yeah. cool. And, but I want to, I'm glad that you differentiated and differentiated that. And I want to differentiate mine too. Mm -hmm. Yes. I only get images. Okay. And I get a feeling of mm -hmm. which way and intuitive. And I want to spend some yeah. time on just that one word intuitive because <laughs> As a young pup, when I was first finding myself, I was an intuitive leader. I was a thought leader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't really realize what intuitive was until I got further down in the training. An intuitive energy healing or intuitive uh, thought leader, it means that you can feel. Yeah. You, you, you've expanded your consciousness to where your awareness is is at, is at a high level. And the only thing you've done is gotten in contact with your emotions and you're able to feel things. And I love to break yeah. those things down and let people know that doesn't mean that we're special. It just means that we are more in tune with our emotions and yeah. we can intuitively feel. I, I take, I'm sorry, I'm certified as a scientific remote viewer and a, an associate remote viewer and intuitiveness is all we use mm -hmm. to locate yeah. missing objects. And, and what I found is that I, I, looking back on my childhood, I've always been intuitive. I just didn't know that about my, I just thought I was hypersensitive because <laughs> I'm an empath too, but I'm also getting all this other stuff all the time. 
Um, but for me, the biggest hurdle when I, when I finally accepted that I, I have strong intuitive gifts is trusting them. Yes. And so I still, even though I've been doing this, I've been doing it publicly since 2018, but I've been doing it for probably 10 years for friends and family before that. And I was not comfortable coming, you know, admitting what I was doing to most people, but, um, but I still love to get validated. And so when I find something, when I'm working with a client and I say, okay, I don't know what this is, but here's what I'm getting. And it feels like it's maybe you were, you know, maybe 12 or 13 or, you know, I'll get that feeling like you talk about, um, or, you know, I'll say, and I'm hearing, you know, this particular lyric from a song and they will always validate for me that I got that right because it means something to them. It helps release whatever it is that we need to be working on. And so I still really value that validation, but I don't require it anymore. Um, you know what I, uh, what I use also, or let's just say that I have a feeling on something that I'm working on. I'm in meditation and intuit, my intuition says, yes, uh, pass on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'll come back and I'll sway test it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'll sway test my intuitiveness and let's just say about 60% of the time, the sway test matches up with what I felt. Yeah. Sometimes it's wrong. I mean, you know, we, mm-hmm. you, know, you have to be really careful when you yeah. are pulling information from the subconscious mind. Right. The ego can get in there. <laughs> can get in there. And you know this, Lauren, the ego can get in there and we can kind of, if we, if we wait too long to understand the message, the ego steps in around 1.8 seconds, mm-hmm. two seconds, and it will answer for you. Yep. Yep. I, I have a pendulum. I have a pendulum I keep over here on by the side of my desk. And that's, I, instead of the sway test, I use a pendulum. It's just, it is a quick and easy validation. And, um, and I, I love it. I still use it. In my, I have, I have conversations with my guides all the time and they've gotten where they go, you know, you don't need that anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, so we're talking about intuitive uh, energy healing, and we know that now it, it can help with chronic pain. It can help mm-hmm. with closed meridians. It can help with mood swings. You briefly talked about how you use it uh, or how intuitive energy healing works. You've talked about that a little bit. Sometimes you find yourself pulling stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I use patterns, and I know in Reiki, mm-hmm. they use hands to move. Yeah, I'm a Reiki master as well. Yes. Yeah. In galactic energy healing, we use patterns, cool. and you guys have patterns too. But we use exclusively one hundred percent patterns that have been channeled, and we'll like Koku Ray, and I think that Koku Ray is it is one of the patterns in um, Reiki. In Reiki, in yeah. Our, yeah. Uh, and I think it's a uh, Chi, the Chi Cha Chi. Uh, I forget the name of that pattern, but anyway. I call it the power symbol. <laughs> yes, we draw them and we push. Uh-huh. And then we speak over the person. But why I'm telling you, I'm telling you this is the way, and I know that Reiki, there's a meditation and there's you can go into the session, but, but there's a channeling that happens with galactic energy, you know, and we channel and we move it, we move down to the heart space. Mm-hmm. And then the heart space is where we collect the information. Um, um, to help us administer these patterns of healing. And it's so interesting how you're taught certain ways to do the same thing. I love Reiki masters. Actually, I'm going to be, I'm going to get my Reiki uh, master certification, but uh, this energy healing stuff is amazing. It is. It is. How can it complement doctor's care? 
Oh, in many ways. I, one of the things I tell people right away is this does not mean you don't see your doctor anymore because there are things that doctors do very well. But what I find is that the, the Western medical complex is more about treating symptoms than treating source. I love that word complex. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and that just came to me. I've never used Machine. that. <laughs> but it is, it's this, this sort of complex. It's run by drugs, um, by the drug companies primarily and insurance companies, you know, that doctors, I feel sorry for them. I used to think I'd like to be one. Now I can't think of a worse job to have because they're so hemmed in and what they can do. Um, but so, so that's aimed more at symptom treatment. And of course, then when you take one pill for this pain, then you've got, first of all, you've got possible addiction issues, but then maybe it bothers your stomach. So now you're taking another pill to cover up that symptom. What we do is we get at the source of the problem. So it's very complimentary. I don't want you to not, I don't want you to be in pain by stopping your medication. I want us to work together to get you to a place where you don't need that medication anymore. Um, but it's, it, that's where the stories come in mm. as the source of, as far as I can tell, the source of all illness, all imbalances in the body are from some emotional thing that we're carrying around with us. What are you showing me there? I was going to, because you, when you talk about messages and we know this as, uh, practitioners, as intuitives, as, uh, spiritual leaders, we know that disease, physical issues, whatever the issue, those are messages. Those yes. are messages that were given, that we've set before we even incarnated mm -hmm. to remind us if we're on the right or wrong track. I'm a Dolores Cannon disciple. I'm a QHHT uh, practitioner. So I've used quantum healing. And Julia Cannon wrote a wonderful book, Soul Speak. Mm. And Dolores had cataloged thousands of responses from the higher self mm -hmm. as she was practicing QHHT trying to figure out, well, why do you have, why does she have cancer? And then Dolores would wait for the answer and she would catalog the reason why, because yeah. she has a lot of hate. She hates her mother and the hate has manifested into this disease. So they know, well, they have uh, 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 catalog disease. Why? In the response, mm -hmm. the message. So when, I, when you say the message, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. the Lord is on it. She understands <laughs> because that's what's out there. And people are understanding more and more, Lauren. That they, yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you're in pain, there's a reason for it. Yes. And it's probably not what the doctors are going to tell you it is. And if you're a woman and even more, if you're a woman of color, the doctors are going to tell you it's probably all in your head. Mm. You know, or you need to see a, psych well, a psychiatrist might be able to tease out the problem, but, but you and I can help with the energetic part of it, which is not addressed in that medical complex in any way. <laughs> but so, so Lauren, to understand this, you have to have some understanding of the spiritual realm mm -hmm. and you have to be open with an expanded thought processes and expanded consciousness and love in your heart to even receive this information. Mm -hmm. Yes. You go into spirit guides and talk about, like, what, tell the audience, what are they? Mm. And why do you need to communicate with one? And I can give you one example from mine. Uh, for instance, doing the shows, the podcasts, people don't realize, but there's a spirit guide for that. There's a spirit guide for everything you do. I'm a big James Van Pratt uh, follower. 
and I just really got into some of the things that he was talking about because uh, Van Pratt can just, he can summon whatever spirit guy he needs just like that. Yeah. Talk yeah. that for me. So I'm actually just learning that piece of it. Yes. <laughs> I wrote about that piece in my book that's coming out late summer, The Expanded oh, Consciousness. Good, good. I'm yes. looking forward to that. Yes. Um, I like to, I love to talk about spirit guides. I absolutely do because that's how, how I became part of this path. They, they yes. came to me through a friend um, at first and, um, and they have been critical in my understanding of how the universe works, why we're here, what it is I can do. I actually was not allowed to have any teachers early on when, when I was learning how to be a healer because I've had so many past lives my guides wanted me to remember what I already knew. And then I, now I get to expand on that, but spirit guides are there for everything. One of my favorite things. And, and I, I have shared this with a couple of, of um, people that I've interviewed lately and it works for them too. I hate to shop. I don't like shopping for clothes particularly. And, but I'm on, I'm on camera all the time now. I need, I need nice clothes. Right. So I have an angel whose name is Sorrel, and she is my personal shopper. Oh, wow. <laughs> and whenever I need something, I just go, hey, Sorrel, I'd really like, you know, like four new tops that would look good on camera. Let me know when you find it. And I'll get the sudden urge to go shopping. You know, it might be an hour later, it might be two weeks later, and I'll know exactly which, you know, I'll, I'll get that feeling, oh, I gotta go to this store, it's gonna be back in that part. And sure enough, it's always there. <laughs> and I shared that with a couple of people. They've had the same experience. So that's kind of cool. You um, know what? When I think about stuff like that and people saying, man, she's gifted. No, she, it took her a long time to listen to her, um, her to be within herself, mm -hmm. to quieten, you know, everything around her so that she could receive those messages. She's practiced this. Yes. yes. You're not a superhero. You no. Know? <laughs> no, and I was I was late to the game by by a lot of comparison. There's all these people in their twenties who are just you right. know yards ahead of of me, and I'm thinking, okay, well, <laughs> but yes, um, I I've always journaled, especially when life was hard. I journaled a lot, and so that was a very introspective thing, and that helped me to learn to understand what I was feeling and what the story was that I was telling myself, though I didn't necessarily phrase it in that way. I've often said, I don't know what I'm thinking or feeling till I see it on the page. Um, and so I, journaling was my first meditation. Mm -hmm. Okay, And then probably about 10 years ago, I got a nudge to start meditating and I resisted, you know, I did it sporadically. Now I, I live for those moments where I get to have a good 20 minute meditation. Um, even a 10 minute one is, is great. Um, but that's what really got me quiet. Because wow. I will avoid emotions. I used to, I don't anymore. I will stuff them. I would, you know, I didn't want to deal with the, the, all the chaos from my childhood. I just, I was an adult now. I was fine. Don't bother me, you know? Um, but meditation, let me get quiet. And when you get quiet, you start to hear your higher self. You start to hear your guides because they're all there. They want a job. Give them a job. They're all waiting for you. They've agreed with you when you came into this life to stay on the other side and be your, your support team. And, um, and so, yeah, so I, I use them constantly. I always ask for easy left turns 
I always get easy left turns, you know? Um, and I always say, thank you. When I get what I've asked for, I always express gratitude. Um, and I think that's an important step in it too, but you don't even have to necessarily believe to have it happen. Wow. So I've had, you know, I've looked back and there's so many coincidences and serendipity that lined up for me for things I really wanted. And I know in hindsight that I had just intentioned that I'd manifested that so intuitively that, um, you know, my guides were working on my behalf without me even realizing it. Don't tell me you're like me. Cause I, I try to know the synchronicity with everything around me. Mm -hmm. I try to piece things together from last month and then this week and then the other day. <laughs> yeah, so, find patterns. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that yeah. you can better understand how the message comes and the way it comes. So you can, you know, start to narrow down what's your subconscious mind versus your conscious mind. Right. Yeah. I always tell people, if you notice it, it's a message for you. So you are also an author yourself and I you am. have a series of books. Um, I like to, I like, let's, let's go ahead and talk about them now. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about these award-winning books, almost 600,000 books sold. Yeah. I think it's over that now. Cause that's been up for a couple of years. So okay, yeah. officially Lauren is on fire. Okay. <laughs> so talk to us about the Highlander series and how you came up with it. And, um, just share with the audience, you know, uh, what, what, what is it that they're looking at? So they're historical romances and they're set in medieval Scotland. I come from a long line of Scots and Irish folks. Um, and so I have six novels and two novellas out and they're all set in around, if you ever saw the movie Braveheart, that time period. Yes. Um, and they all have strong women who are not so self-confident in the beginning mm -hmm. or are traumatized by something. And um, four of the six novels have a heroine who has a metaphysical gift that she either knows about at the beginning. Most of them don't know. They, they grow into it. They awaken to it during the stories. I was not doing the work I'm doing now. Didn't know about the work I'm doing now when I wrote those books, because it's been a while since the last one came out. Um, so I know that I had I, I knew what I could do, but I didn't consciously know what I could do because I gave it to all of my heroines. Um, so this last series that you're showing right now, the, the, um, it's called the guardians of the Targe. A Targe is a round shield that was common in medieval Scotland. Wow. Um, they each have their own metaphysical gift that they come into, um, in, they, it awakens in them during the stories and they have to learn to work together to bring their, their various gifts together in a synergy to essentially save Scotland. <laughs> um, it's kind of a combination of historical romance and high fantasy because I used to read a lot of, of fantasy um, when I was younger. And um, so this, I sort of created a hybrid. It's not- I know one thing, this guy looks pretty strong on this photo now. Oh yeah, don't they? <laughs> 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 yep. So, so yeah, so they're all stories of, that the the women are all the primary protagonists in a romance. You've got you know the couple that you have to to, to write about, but um, they all come into the story sort of unaware of their gifts or not wanting. There's one that not wanting her gift, um, and it's they're learning what it's about and who they really are, and they're stepping into their power and they're taking responsibility for their part in their own lives and the lives of those that they love. Well, how can people work with you? Um, I know you do one-on-one -on -one sessions. Uh, I, yeah. 
I, I work pri primarily over Zoom these days. It's one of the blessings of the last few years is that people have gotten comfortable um, working on Zoom with me. And because I'm working with energy, and you know this, you can work at a distance as easily as you can work face-to-face. -face. Um, so I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. I also um, have a program that I'm revamping. It's currently called um, RAP Transformation Program, but um, I am, I'm in the process of um, just spiffing that up a little bit. I'll be relaunching it in, in probably in about a month. Yes. And that is an intensive program. It's meant more for people who've been awakened for a while and are looking to speed up their ascension and their, their healing and their transformation. It's a, it's that one is an eight session program with me. That's a combination of healing work and mentoring work. Um, I also have a free call. So if you want to call and just, you know, talk to me and ask me questions about what it, what we can do together or, just chat. <laughs> you can you can sign up for that on my website, um, and uh, my website is heartlightjoy.com, and all my socials are there. You can email me from there. Uh, my podcast is linked there. Um, so yeah, that's the best place to find me. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll let you know the day that you know I, I'm going to be on the podcast. Lauren already told me she's going to bring me on, so mm -hmm. we're going. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but I, this is an outstanding podcast as well. And we all have an extension of how we get our message out mm -hmm. um, that we've worked uh, on for a number of years. And it's, you know, it's a way to just share information. Yeah, um, we just celebrated our first anniversary on Curiously Wise. So oh, just in April, one year. Yep. I love the name, Curiously Wise. I, mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. Okay, now let's you and I talk about... Um, Let's get on the topic of wisdom. And I've read that. I've read you, 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 you constantly talk about uh, wisdom and discovering mm -hmm. your wisdom. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it because, um, you know, wisdom is something that uh, maybe you acquire over the years. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, the, the knowledge that you uh, expose yourself to. So how can someone discover their own wisdom, uh, you know, in your opinion? That, that's... Yeah, that's a great question. Um, discovering it is part of this going inside and getting quiet. Um, it's also part of the trusting yourself. Yes. Because often we don't even realize how wise we are. You know, you think about the grandmothers that, that seem so wise. Well, they've lived a long life. They've accumulated a lot of experience. But so have all the rest of us. Because I don't care if you're 15 or you're, you know, 85 you have had experiences and that has created wisdom. I think it's also part of connecting to our higher selves, that part of us that's still connected to all that is, but that has also collected all of our experiences and all of our incarnations. And, um, and once you can connect with that, and that's where I think most of mine comes from, it's not from this lifetime, I've learned a bit, but most of my wisdom comes from my higher self. And that's where, like you said, letting that come in and come to the heart so you can really feel it and know it. Um, Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness. Uh, you, you know, it's a huge, it's a unfathomable network of information yes. data. Yeah. So it's, 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 um, it's more, I think it's more about allowing your wisdom to show up than searching for it. Um, Cause it's right there. It's not, you don't have to go searching for it, but allowing that information 
to come in. And one of the things I do a lot is when I'm trying to connect, maybe I'm, uh, for some reason I'm having a little trouble or something, I put a hand over my heart chakra and mm. that helps just bring my attention and my intention to listening to my heart. Yes. And, um, and it works beautifully for me. And so, yeah, that's where I think wisdom is it's innate. We come into this world with wisdom and we collect more as we go along. You know, that saying I'm out of the mouths of babes. Yes. <laughs> children are very wise, you know, and then our culture kind of tells them that they're not. Um, so we all have it. We just, we kind of shut it down or forget about it as we, as we start to be enculturated. Um, and, and you, and we know that you work with women and uh, you've done a lot of incredible things uh, with uplifting self-esteem, but you also have said that it's important for women to recognize and unleash their wisdom. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? So women in our culture, and I think in most of the world are, are silenced. We're not, you know, we're told that you know, we don't know what we're talking about. We're, we're gaslit a lot about our emotions, particularly. And emotions are just a sign that there's something that needs some attention, right? When you're feeling strongly about something, it's time to turn in and ask why and, and get to the, get to the story. Um, so as a woman, um, it's, yeah, we, we get, we get silenced we get um, uncertain of ourselves because of that gaslighting that, and it's not done necessarily on purpose. It's just the culture that we live in. And that sense of we're less than, or we're not worthy of, a lot of us have, have that kind of, of <clears throat> stories going on. And so getting in some sort of community where you are appreciated, where you are invited to and encouraged to say what you need to say, without judgment of yourself or from others. And this is where that wise woman circle that I ran for a couple of years before the pandemic was transformational as much for me as it was for anybody else in the, in the group, because it allowed us to get vulnerable and to get real and to talk about things that we were maybe not comfortable talking about, you know, out in the bigger world and that sort of community and there's lots of ways to create that. It might be just be your single best friend, or maybe your spouse is that person um, or your therapist, but getting in that place where it's okay to, to say what you really need to say, even if it's ugly, or even if you think it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, since you're not doing it in a way to hurt anybody, but saying what you need to say and allowing it to just be what you say without judgment. And I understand um, about that being important for women, uh, the wisdom and the reasons why. But the one thing about women and the female energy, that's the energy that we need right now today. And I say this on a lot of my shows, but female energy was the dominant energy 3000 plus years ago here mm -hmm. on earth. It was the energy that kept this planet moving towards the proper uh, evolution. But when the male energy starts to be more dominant, this is what we see today. This is the, yes. the, the mess we're in today is because there's a not enough female energy. Right. So I preference that statement and wanted to come back to ask you, okay, so we're talking about wisdom here. Mm -hmm. So are women's wisdom and men's wisdom, is it different? Um, because we can understand that female energy is the energy for the correct you know, evolution mm -hmm. uh, or ascension, women and men's wisdom, how are they different and are they supposed to be? 
I think ideally they're probably not different. Yes. You know, if we're in a perfectly balanced state of the masculine and feminine in each one of us, then we can access that logical moving out into the world, more masculine energy, but we can also ask access that nurturing more going inward um, energy of the female. Yeah, we don't have that balance right now. So I do think that we need the women's energy. We need the women to be able to speak. And that's where that circle allowed a lot of us to let our voices sing out. I could never be doing this five years ago. I just, I wouldn't have been able to. I mean, I wouldn't have had the, the courage to. But two years in that circle gave me a lot of courage and I got used to being vulnerable and I, and I felt okay, even if it made other people uncomfortable, I felt okay being vulnerable saying what I wanted to say, being myself. Um, and that's where I think there's a lot of work going on for women right now. I mean, you look at healers, it's predominantly women. Um, you look at these circles or everybody's got, I mean, there's circles all over the place now. There's book circles, there's all these other circles. They're predominantly female in their population. Um, and it's because we're all helping to rise, raise each other up so we can be heard. So our voice can create the vibration we need in this world. Just the medicine I need. All right, Lauren, you are awesome. I want to read you something. And, um, and then I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. Um, let's just talk about just the languages of the body. Uh, let's say alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Desire to escape and not be present. That's one of the consistent messages Dolores Cannon got back from the spirits while, while the patient was in the somnolistic state where she could, she could have a conversation with the higher self. Amnesia, denial of present situation, escape. Mm -hmm. Asthma, feeling constricted in life, not able to move freely, can also be from a past life death. And here's one more I wanna do this. When I see clients, um, this is pretty much the, what's going on. This is a lot of what's going on with a lot of clients I see. And it is, I'm gonna find it, um, Depression, mm -hmm. escape from the present. Mm -hmm. Now, how does one understand the messages of their body? Well, it's again, it's that turning inward. And, and if you yes. can connect to the higher self, the higher self will tell you. The body will tell you if you, it, but it tends to be more symbolic or more feeling. Um, whereas the higher self can actually like give you a message or a vision, or something a little bit easier to interpret. Um, but Okay, you, you picked you picked a bunch of them that I have personal experience with. <laughs> My father was an alcoholic. We knew from early on that he he did not want to be here. He he had his first heart attack at 40. He was an alcoholic and he 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 kept trying to leave and he kept trying to leave and we kept pulling him back. We should have just let him go. He would have been happier. Yeah. But um, so that one rings true. I had asthma that I had to get help from a um, uh, a healer with because I couldn't, the medications didn't help because the source of it was the energy of my mother sitting on my chest. That's what the healer found. Once she mm -hmm. cleared that, I've never had asthma again. So there's definitely, if you, if you can tune in or even just ask for help, um, I, I will often walk in I trade, I do a lot of trades with my teachers who have taught me a lot of my energy healing practices and so they'll go, you know, what are we working on today? It's like, I don't know. My left knee is what is talking to me and I can't figure it out. So if you could help me, I'd appreciate it. Knee um, problems, resistance to move in the desired direction in your life. Knees, point of flexion of the legs, allow legs to move. So, you yeah. know, 
<laughs> I was in I was in training for my uh, level one, um, level two now. So I was level one with QHHT. And I'm watching the video, Dolores saying that, you know, when you get a cold or you get a little scratch or something, your body's giving you a message on something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to what your body's telling you. Mm-hmm. But when you turn around and get into a big car accident or you, bam, you're sick and you're almost about to, you know, check out of here. That's the spirit saying to you. I told you the first time with the scratch or something. Now I had to do something that would get your attention. Mm -hmm. What are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Well, again, I can share my own story that validates that. (laughs) I had, I came into this world with bad allergies. So I brought them. I now know that that means I brought them from past life, right? Yes. Yes. I I brought the source of them because if I've come in as an infant with that, it's not something that's happened in this lifetime yet. So those allergies. Yes, many allergies are from past life traumas. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. you're right. And, and, and they got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse over the years. And eventually I, um, I, I, and I, I had worked with a Chinese doctor for a while and that helped, but it didn't get to the source. And when I was in my 40s, I, I literally was hiding in my house for about six months out of the year. I live in Virginia. It's a, there's a ton of pollen here. There's a ton of mold here. There's, you know, I'm, my allergies were so bad that I would close up the house in early March and turn the air conditioning on just to filter the air um, and really not want to go outside. And that meant, of course, I didn't want to go anywhere and see people. I didn't want to go do fun things. I was, so I, the same um, healer that I saw about the asthma a couple of years later, I, I had gone to get um, allergy shot testing. I decided if the medications aren't working, I got, you know, it's just getting worse and worse. I'm going to get the shots. I went in for day one of testing and went into anaphylaxis, which is a body-wide, potentially deadly reaction, um, allergic reaction to the test. And this was day one of two, te- two days of testing. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I ended up in the ICU overnight. And that was a wake up call to me because I hadn't been paying, paying attention. It got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And I went back to that healer who'd helped me with the asthma. And I didn't even tell her I was there for my allergies. I'm just like, let's see what comes up. And she started by asking me what my belief system was. Now I was raised in the Episcopal church. So it went, I went right to church. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, I was raised in the Episcopal church, but I don't really go to church anymore, but I believe that there's something greater than us. You know, no, that's not it. We'll get to it. And so during that, about 15 or 20 minutes into the hour session, she said, Lauren, you are afraid of everything. And my first thought was, no, I'm not. And then I stopped and went, oh yeah, maybe I am. And I did, you know, when you live in a, in a state of whatever it is, you don't know that that's not normal. It, that is your normal, right? So I didn't know that being afraid of everything was being afraid of everything. I thought that's how everybody moved through the world. And it was just the way it was. She cleared my, my fears, gave me some tools to keep clearing them because they, they do pop up again now and then. I haven't had an allergy problem since then. Sorry. And that's been easily six, seven, eight years now. Um, so for me, I know that the body is talking to me. I know that if I don't pay attention, it's going to get serious. And And enough people would, uh, recognize that and, and know that, you know, 
the mainstream medicine, okay, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But there are other ways to heal, and yeah. they happen if you believe. And that's the yes. main ingredient. You have to believe, and you have to be able to visualize it, and and free your 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 mind of negativity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You at least have to get curious about it. Yes. Yeah, because that opens your mind. So. Well, we're running up against the time frame. These YouTube <laughs> algorithms. I know you watch the algorithms on your show, so they can get the, <laughs> they can get the full play. Because when yep. they look up and they see an hour, they're not watching. Mm-hmm. They see three mm-hmm. minutes. 40, oh, they, they can watch the whole show. We need the play time. No, but no, Lauren, you want to leave the audience with words of wisdom, encouragement, the women out there that are listening to you, that'll be replaying this for years to come, any offers that you have, how can people reach you? You have the floor. All right. Well, I keep getting messages about hope, that we need to hold hope in our hearts because it's the thing that's going to keep us from falling into the pit of despair as things get more and more chaotic. And they will continue for at least the next couple of years to get worse in our, you know, in our world. Um, but if you can hold on to hope and there's a lot of good things out there. So if you go looking for good things, you will find them looking for people who are doing lovely things for other people, looking for animals that make you laugh. Cause that raises your vibration. Um, whatever it is that, that lights you up, attach hope to that, attach that thought of hope or that wish for hope. Um, because it's powerful and it's something we've all got to bring into the consciousness in a big old way um, to shift this in a better, better direction. If you want to find me, heartlightjoy.com is your best spot. Everything is connected there. Um, I would love to um, invite you to sign up for my newsletter. It'll just pop up on the screen if you go to my website. If you do that, you will get my PDF as a free gift from me. Um, and it's called Lauren's top three ways to communicate with your guides. Um, so that is, uh, I, as you know, if you've listened to this whole thing, I love to talk about guides. I have a course coming up. It's, um, it's about to go live in the next couple of weeks. It's a video course and it's called Connect Communicating with Your Spirit Guides. And that will be on the website too when it's ready to, to go public. I love stuff like that. I'm smiling <laughs> while you're talking because I'm just so... I've studied it, I've researched it, I've experienced it, I've tried it in my business, I'm coaching it now. Mm-hmm. I'm just fascinated. And uh, that's why I bring people like you, top level professionals. And isn't it fun to talk about? It's so fun to talk about, Lauren. It's fun. Um, I mean, you have to love what you're doing. And yeah. uh, I know you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm particularly, particularly interested in, in starting to read the series. So I may have some catching up to do, but I'm going to take you to your 600K. I'll be 601K. Okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be that person. But I want you to hold on for a second. I'm going to move you to the back. You're great uh, uh, speaking to this audience. Uh, women now know and men also know what you offer and how you can help connect them with their guides and a number of things, storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, uh, healing, you name it. But I'm going to I'll be right back to you. Let me just close this out. Do not go anywhere. (laughs) Wow. Lauren Wittick. Amazing. Um, High-level coach. Uh, Extremely high-level best-selling author. I'm just excited that we were able to work it out so she could come on 
to the expansion of consciousness and just share uh, what she has for women, healing stories, stories that can transform your life. Just understanding the messages that your body gives you to have you move in a different direction. And it's not a message that you don't know. Well, you're incarnated now, you don't have the memory because the memories are wiped when the spirits uh, enter into this third dimensional construct. But nevertheless, you set that up with your spirit guides to remind you and to remind you and to give you big reminders to move in the right path so that you can complete this training ground on in this third dimensional construct that we call Earth. And I know a lot of you are saying, well, Jason, Jason, you talk about business coaching a lot and you talk about this, but now we're on third dimensional construct. All of this is pertinent to everything that you do is to understand who you are. I just want to thank you for listening to the expansion of consciousness tonight. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you each and every time. And we want you to subscribe. We're at expansion of consciousness. Subscribe to at expansion of consciousness on YouTube. And we need the clicks. We need the followers. We want to continue to bring this outstanding content your way. Uh, and professionals and top level speakers, guests, authors, healers, uh, coaches like Lauren, they're just hard to come by. And we really appreciate them for stopping by and sharing because sharing is what it's all about. We cannot take this knowledge with us. We just can't. We can share it and we can hope that our message resonates to someone in the audience because you have to pick the right person to work with. And so do the coaches. Thank you very much. God bless you. Relax trust and discover.